I just have to start this sermon by saying it's so great to see people back in the pews. Welcome back. Glad that we can be together, even though we are still masked and distanced. It's great to see your faces. Well, I guess from here up. Today is the first Sunday in Lent. And this first Sunday of Lent, we hear the story from the Gospel of Mark about Jesus's baptisms. We launch into this holy season with this excellent baptism story. Now, we know this story pretty well, right? Jesus goes down to the Jordan River, is baptized by John the Baptist, and as he's coming up out of the water, the sky opens up, the clouds part, and we hear the voice, the Spirit descending like a dove, and the voice saying, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. This is a beautiful moment, this beautiful image, powerful. And then Jesus is rushed out into the wilderness to be tempted. Now this baptism moment begins Jesus's public ministry. Now it's not that Jesus hasn't been Jesus the whole time, right? Jesus has still been Jesus. But as he steps out into the public face to be a public teacher, miracle worker and leader, Jesus begins that journey with baptism. Baptism is really how we all begin our genuine, true discipleship journey. Now, in our Episcopal tradition, it's very common for us to baptize children. And when we baptize children, the parents and the godparents affirm some promises about who they will raise the child to be. But children are not the only ones baptized in our tradition. I have baptized many adults in my priesthood. And so I need to pause right now and have a little evangelical moment. If any of you need to be baptized and you were not as children, come on. I love baptizing adults. There's pretty much nothing better that we do than baptize adults. That means you two watching at home. Baptism is the moment when we reciprocate God's love. And what I mean is God loves us from the beginning. Before we do anything or before anything is done on our behalf, God loves each and every one of us. And then we respond to God's love by our baptism, by the promises we make in baptism. And those promises begin a journey that lasts a lifetime. Now, some of you have likely heard me say before that baptism is not magic, right? We don't cast a spell and then all of a sudden you get into heaven. Baptism is simply a discipleship journey, a starting point. And we make those choices every day to follow Jesus again every day. Those choices matter and those choices impact who we become. Now, this season of Lent is a chance for us to renew that choice, to actually take stock of who we are and who we want to be. And by who we want to be, I mean who God made us to be. More specifically, here at St. Michael, we're going to spend these weeks of Lent looking at the sacred promises we make in baptism. Each Sunday, our preachers will look at one of those promises that we actually say yes to, not only in our baptism moment, but then whenever we knew, we renew our baptismal covenants. Today, we are looking at the very first promise we make. And that promise is 
to continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of the bread, in the prayers. Whenever we renew our covenant, we say yes to that promise once again. In fact, we say I will with God's help because Lord knows we need God's help. Now, there are technically four components to this very first baptism promise. Learning, fellowship, worship, and prayer. Does that sound familiar? Those are pretty much the four core purposes of our church. Sounds like what we do here first before we go out and do anything else. You see, the first promises are those core practices. Again, study, community, worship, and prayer. And although there are things that we do as a church that are certainly well beyond this first set of promises, those four are the root. They are the foundation. They are the core of everything else we do because we don't just do good because we are do-gooders. We do good because we are disciples of Jesus. Now I could preach separate sermons easily on each one of those four things, but we don't have that kind of time. And so I'm gonna focus on the thread that connects all four of those. When we consider how we learn, how we fellowship, how we worship and how we pray, the thread that combines all four of those practices is really the idea of habit. Habit shapes who we are, what we choose to do, and in fact, what we almost choose not to do because that's kind of what a habit is, is actually what forms us and creates us. Church is a good habit. Church, what we do here that forms the core of us is a very good habit that shapes us as disciples. Now, I've already said that church is not magic, right? Christianity is not magic. We're not meant to come here whenever convenient and then say some magic words and then we get to heaven. That's not what this is all about. Instead, Christianity is that excellent, good, rich, true habit that keeps us moving toward God in relationship with God when we on our own may actually kind of fall off the rails. Now I know personally how good habits can actually change discipleship no matter where you are on the journey. When I was first a priest, my very first year, I went through a renewal weekend called Curcio and I loved it. It was so good. That weekend was excellently done. But it wasn't just the weekend that made the biggest impact because after the weekend, you're invited to participate in what is called reunion groups. And these are just small groups of people who have gone through Curcio that meet weekly. You're supposed to meet weekly, we did. And each week, you just kind of check in with each other. And these are small, four, five, maybe six people. And there's a little, you might call it a liturgy, but basically a few questions that the group asks each other every time they meet. So I had a great experience at Curcio. I was all jazzed and I was gonna join this reunion group and it was all young fathers. 
And we sat down the very first time and they had been doing this. I was the new person. And they sat down and it was a little breakfast thing, sipping coffee, eating a bagel, and they start through the questions. Now, if you know me at all, you know, I didn't read the questions ahead of time. That's just not what I do. And so I'm sitting there in this little group and they start asking the questions, pretty decent questions. Then they get to one. What is or was your moment closest to Christ this week? Pretty simple question, right? They all had an answer and I couldn't think of one. I am the priest in the group and I couldn't think of one. I had certainly had one, right? I mean, I was racking my brain and trying to make something up and nothing came to me. I was so mad that I left that meeting and I was like, I'm gonna have 10 moments closest to Christ next week. What happened actually is that I began looking for those moments and I began seeing God all over the place. It sounds so basic, but the habit of looking changed me for good. You see, this discipleship is all about creating little habits that keep us moving in the right direction. There's an old adage, actions speak louder than words. And that's really what habits are all about. The way we act actually shapes who we are and what we believe. Now this past week here, North Texas, all over has been extraordinary. In 12 months of extraordinary, just when we were beginning to see a light at the end of this pandemic tunnel with vaccinations and with declining infection rates, all of a sudden we get this once in a century winter storm. It overtaxes our electrical grid. People can't keep their houses warm. Pipes are bursting. Water is turned off altogether. Members in our community, especially those who are homeless, were so vulnerable. All of us were impacted, all of us vulnerable, all of us scared. And yet, even during such an extreme experience, there were examples of acts of kindness all around us. Stories are coming out now of restaurants randomly staying open 24 hours a day using every bit of food they have in order to feed people who don't have food. Neighbors cleaning up trees, pulling them off of cars and roofs, trying to keep their friends and their neighbors as safe as possible. Perhaps people just brought their neighbors a little case of water just in case their water became unclean. We saw emergency shelters for those who were displaced from their homes or homeless all over the city, trying to keep people warm. And then of course, things that we all did, like just calling a friend or even a neighbor that you don't even know well, just to make sure they're okay. What we did this week should tell us a lot about who we truly are. Because when stuff gets hard, who we truly are comes out. This Lent, 
We have the opportunity to focus on our actions, to focus on good habits that really help us become the people God created us to be. Acts of kindness, consideration, generosity, all rooted in this promise to God that we will study and learn and worship and fellowship, create in us the disciples that God wants. Now, this Lent at St. Michael, we have multiple ways for you to remain engaged, for you to fulfill this first promise. And so if you will indulge me for one second, we're gonna tick through all four of them. Worship, hello. We are doing it right now, online worship. We will keep it going, even though we have been losing power all week, we're gonna make sure that we worship online together. Prayer, we began on Ash Wednesday, that very strange Ash Wednesday, with weekday podcasts and meditations from the clergy to help you continue your prayer life at home. Learning, we have Sunday formation, small groups throughout the week, Bible studies throughout the week, and you are welcome to join us and continue to learn and study. And finally, community. Yes, community is hard right now. The pandemic has not made that easy, but the Lent kits that we sent home have components in them that we are all doing together wherever we are. So as you build your home altar, as you work on your basket of goodness to give away, you are doing this in community, in fellowship with one another, even if we are not physically in the same room. These habits help us. These kits at home, as you build your basket for Austin Street, is meant to help you every single day. So resist the temptation to go buy everything and fill your basket in one day. The point is, every day of Lent, think of God. Every day in Lent, think of yourself and your own habits and your own discipleship. And every day in Lent, think of what you can give to someone in your community. We have 40 days to really dig deep and to root ourselves as the disciples we want to be. Don't let them go to waste. Renew your promise to God. And in doing so, move closer and closer and closer to the beautiful child God made you to be. Amen.